0: at Founders FAQ, answers to all the possible questions of a founder.
1: I would definitely advise them to make their, you know, planning thoroughly, like financial planning. Okay, what is the realistic amount that I need for this thing? And they should raise it. So because you know, if you don't have the enough budget, you, are, you know, are, you're just, uh, you're having a hard time throughout the journey in development or in the, let's say, soft launch process. And you are going a middle round or a, let's say something in between uh, two rounds. So it's not good for the company, the founder. So I would better assess how much money I should need based on the gaming genre or category I'm playing at.
0: Welcome to Founders FAQ. Today, my guest is Gorkyam Turk. Ger-Kem is industry manager specifically for startups, apps, and gaming at Google. Previously, he was senior associate at Value Partners and strategy leader at Procter Gamble. Hi, Gorkhan. Welcome to Founders of AQ. Hi, hi, Ilker. How are you? I, I'm, I'm doing pretty great. It has been like almost five years after our MBA, and it's really nice having you in our session today.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it was really great for me as well to catch up with you again.
0: My first question is, could you tell what you do at Google right now, and I will uh the following questions after that. Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, I am working at Google Turkey as industry manager for startups, Apps and gaming industries. So, like, I am basically trying to support startups and gamings in terms of like delivering growth consulting
0: and like in general business development efforts. Okay, and think like there are a lot of uh, recent exits in gaming ecosystem in Turkey. And after those uh, recent exits of gaming startups, how do you think it will shape the future of upcoming apps uh, on the gaming side? You're uh, you're working a lot of apps and gaming apps in Turkey, and how do you see it?
1: Yeah, like uh it's really like in terms of M and A activity, it was really a let's say vibrant period uh, that we have experienced as Turkish gaming ecosystem. Like I think it it just it just took attention. So like people are now more aware of this high potential industry. So like People being both like employees, human capital, like high quality uh, developers and other individuals in the sector, and also like finance investors and stuff. So like we have more eyes on the industry after the recent uh,
0: big ticket M&A deals. I get it. And recently I just saw such such numbers, like number of gaming startups in Europe. So I think after UK, Turkey is coming as second. I don't know, but do you think Turkey is becoming a gaming gaming startup up in Europe? That's,
1: that's what we are observing as well. Uh, like like when you look at the entire EMEA like Europe Middle East and Africa actually Turkey is one of the let's say hub markets already one of the priority markets like like in terms of both let's say uh, market share that Turkish developers are taking from global but also like the number of startups number of gaming companies and also the new new, new, let's say growth investments VC investments like from many angles uh, Turkey is definitely becoming a gaming
0: hub in Europe I get it and, and when we at the other startups in Turkey like games are kind of different games are kind of black box and not like b2b or b2c startups so no need much effort to build a community or for direct sales as, as in b2b yeah. you also is some kind of assets as a founder you need to show but at gaming side uh, it's kind of black box so uh, as a founder you don't need to show those kind of skill sets and do you think like Turkish founders are more like to play at this like black box game and because of of those reasons
1: well like Actually, my take on this is that like gaming is definitely requiring a different, you know, skill set or let's say asset set uh, from the non-gaming startups, as you have mentioned, like B2B or B2C startups. Like, like I think like there are plenty of areas that a gaming founder should be better uh, than a non-gaming founder, let's say in his uh, let's say experience area. Uh, but like vice versa is valid as well as you have uh, listed. I think the reason uh, that we are seeing uh, more flow uh, into the gaming apps uh, versus other startup areas is that uh, the ecosystem is nurturing itself. So like as Turkish ecosystem, Turkish developers, Turkish gaming companies, uh, and also the Turkish people working abroad, like Turkey is really one of the priority markets in all over the world. So like all of the, let's say, uh, high caliber names we have, Peak Games, Grum Games, you know, uh, Masomo, like these are are really good brands in the world. So like this know-how coming from these good studios, uh, big studios that has their names on the top charts of the world is just, you know, uh, feeding back the ecosystem in terms of know-how. So the founders taking that know-how directly or indirectly. Uh, so like they are just finding their own studios. So there is a know-how accumulation in the Turkish market. I think that's the, let's say, uh, core reason. So like another angle I have on this is that like if you check all the global names, big names like King, Rovio, and, you know, all the other, let's say, big, uh, most of the other big, let's say, gaming studios, like Turkish people are like quite so they have good crises. So they're like they are—they are leading teams. They are in c levels. They are in boards. So like not only for P and gram being Turkish, but also like the Turkish quality. Uh, Turkish people are having good seats in the, let's say, uh, foreign good gaming companies. There is a know-how accumulation in the Turkish market, which results in a, you know, uh, more flow as being more startups or more trials in the gaming
0: scene. I get it. And what do you think for skill set of a founder in that term? Like, as you say, it is totally different than in B2B or B2C startups to running a gaming startup and you're working with them. So what skill Set are you you just seeing them and what do you recommend for the maybe future founders or just uh, jumping into the gaming side
1: well let me divide divide into two this question like first of all like the skill set that a gaming let's say founder should have I think like for like gaming specifically like you have to know the industry so like it is a really specific specific verticalized knowledge in terms of product that I am talking about is the product product design and itself so like an agnostic eye like it will probably have harder times in like deciding a product or building a gaming product so you really need to uh, have a gaming industry gaming product knowledge okay what products are there in the industry and you really you really let's say had to spend time before uh, coming to that journey so this product knowledge should be number one asset in my opinion Uh, I think I think the other ones are a bit different uh, in terms of depth uh, versus non-gaming startups but of course it's just a generalization like there are different angles and different verticals but like these are like the uh, some of them are uh, being a good let's say uh, art design art design perspective uh, in the founder this is also very important like you can you can hire excellent artists of course like you have to they will be, they will do the uh, let's say the product they will produce it but if you have the perspective if you can say inherently that okay this is a good art design this can work this can be better when you look at the product then you have another angle like as a founder and the other ones are being like more common stuff like data skills like definitely like you have to know your stuff like you like it's a data-driven business like like you don't have any hardware at the end of the day you don't have any operations you don't have any supply chain so you have to excel on data because everything is on that data and everything is scaling digitally so i would list these ones uh the, let's say, skill set or uh, know-how category. And like your second question was like what I suggest to the new founders are who are at the beginning of the journey, right? Yes. So like, I think like just to make sure you have a co-founder suite who can just, you know, take uh, this know-how. So because it's not easy for a just single, let's say individual to have all this skill set. So like you have to have a strong co-founding team. So my, let's say, number one uh, recommendation for a gaming founder or founders is that just equip your let's say uh, leadership team just you know like uh, increase the number of people if you have to so if you don't feel comfortable enough uh, about these skill sets and stuff just find the right people team up and just uh, build that team that's my number one record and uh, my number one recommendation is in gaming is that you know like financial need you care like how much money do you need in each stage in pre in seed in series A I think like know-how in this area like this is my observation of course is a bit limited uh, in the founders see So, like, usually they are excellent in the asset or skill set that I have listed uh, several minutes ago, but like, how much money do I need to do, do this stuff? Uh, it's really tricky. So, I would definitely advise them to make their, you know, planning thoroughly, like financial planning. Okay, what is the realistic amount that I need for this thing? And they should raise it. So, because, yeah, you know, we are, you are just, uh, you are having a hard time throughout the journey in development or in the, let's say, soft launch process, and you are going middle round or, uh, let's say, something, you in between two rounds. So it's not good for the company, the founder. So I would better assess
0: how much money I should need based on the gaming genre or category I'm playing at. I get it. And in that part, do you think that uh, the VC ecosystem is enough to support these gaming startups in Turkey? And if not, what should the founder to reach out to the capital to grow fast, scale fast?
1: Good question. Very good question. Like, I think, I think like the investors and all, you know, uh, VC uh, ecosystem are more aware of the opportunity in the game me, especially after the recent MA activity as we have talked before. So I think we are definitely in a better situation, in a better position versus a year ago or versus two years ago. And, you know, if I divide the, let's say, uh, financing, you know, rounds needs, I think it differs. It differs if VCs and the, let's say, local VC ecosystem we have is uh, enough to fulfill the financing needs in each stage. So I think in seed, you know, in seed stage or in very early uh, stuff, I think we are, we are in a good position now. So like uh, I am reached out by lots of qualified uh, high potential or let's say high value adding venture capitals, angel investors, private equities who want to position themselves as venture in this business. So I think we have enough money uh, for the uh, venture capital in the seed stage. But like this business, it really needs a lot of money uh, in the Series A stage. So like in the Series A round, a realistic gaming founder really needs to raise raise an amount which can be a Series B, C, D uh, for a non-gaming startup because that's how it, that's how it should be. Like, if you have a good product in your head in Series A, you really need to push to the user acquisition and marketing with a heavy budget uh, to be successful. So, in that round, Series A round, since the tickets are let's say minimum larger than ten to fifteen million dollars in a realistic scenario, I think like we are lacking that stage in terms of like fund sizes or let's say uh ticket sizes, etc. So, like I think that stage in the Series A stage, big, big round, we are lacking some, uh, let's say venture capital backup. It can be better for that round.
0: And uh, as you say, the biggest obstacle starts at the series A e stage, right? Yeah, yeah. And for, for that stage, and you're helping to of while scaling their companies, for that stage, what should founders know really while uh, raising their rounds from foreign VCs, maybe from Europe, from US? What are the top skill sets while raising those rounds? And to be a Turkish company, I don't know if they're setting up their company in Turkey, like, uh, yes, they're physically in Turkey, but I I don't know, the company base, but is kind of another obstacle for raising those runs. And what should you recommend for founders on that stage?
1: Yeah, like most of the companies are registered in Turkey and like it is like it. It does not like it's not related to, uh, let's say, the appetite that we are seeing at the investors, like, extend to my knowledge, uh, at least, because it's digitally scalable and like uh, it's really uh, easy to scale from here. So, like, I would suggest founders to have a good, like, two things actually. The first, the first thing, like, which is good and bad about gaming is that you know, like, in the seed stage, if you have a let's say healthy and sizable metric set. Uh, with your test runs, soft launch process that you had, like with your product, you have a you have an indicative skill, you have an indicative metric set about your product. So, what is your retention? What is your engagement? All the all the others engagement metrics, like how does your monetization metric look like? Like what is your cost per install, etc. So, like if you if you have this, let's say, uh, things in your bag, it is much more easier for you to go over and series eight. So like my number one uh, recommendation for a founder is that to be able to uh, have that, let's say, healthy and sizable metric set uh, that test, uh, let's say, user base, you have to have a, enough test budget. And it's going all the way back to your seed round. That's why you need to, let's say, better quantify, better size. What, you know, what is realistic uh, for me in terms of budget to be able to just conduct Enough tests, enough tests, and enough metrics that can just you know uh, convince a, a fund or a, let's say other investor for bigger for, for bigger ticket or you know round sizes in the Series A. So that might be the number one uh, record. Number two record to really you know do your homework, like really check the benchmarks in the industry, everything in your stuff, check your own numbers, etc. And when you go to the let's say uh, investor in the Series A round, be confident and put all the numbers you have because I think it's really it's really a differentiate. Factor between founders as well, like like how good or uh, are you, let's say, aware of uh, the business metrics in the future? Future, like what what your ROAS, ROI are gonna be is gonna be like. What is your big period is gonna be? How is this, let's say, a category or genre in the gaming segment is shaping? So what are the realistic let's say paid user acquisition organic user acquisition all that stuff K-factor so I think if you do your homework good with lots of benchmarking and also like testing your own product I think you're better equipped uh, in in front of an investor that's number two my number two record and number three and as always in any startups uh, always the team so make sure uh, to have a great team when you're going for a series A so because because your needs after a seed round and, uh, and after a series A round in the gaming is really different so after seed round you have to focus on development and arts heavily so your production teams development teams need to be excellent but after series a round it's much more a user acquisition marketing and you know uh, data science analytics game uh, of course development and uh, arts still very important in the table but make sure you have enough skill set in the team which is ready like which which seems uh, ready uh, which seems ready for a company to scale after a series series round. So I can list three factors
0: as my records. I get it, I get it, perfect. And my other question is for pandemic, do you think the pandemic effects are good for the gaming industry? And do you see such correlated growth than these recent months, like maybe a couple, seven to eight months?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like pandemic, pandemic had really had a, let's say a positive impact in the uh, gaming scene, uh, especially in the mobile gaming scene. So like people spend lots of times Uh, in the home like as we all know uh, during the pandemic and like if I want to quantify we have just recently checked that you know the Turkey based developers downloads are uh, growing like has a 20% growth versus the other uh, months in the pandemic period so Like I'm not, I don't have in my mind what the global number is in terms of total number growth, but I am quite sure that uh, it has grown as well. And what is actually positive or interesting about this period is that um, we have continued to see that, you know, even after post-pandemic period, uh, where People are more relaxed during summer months, especially going out, etc. All the limitations were more, let's say, relaxed versus now or versus the pandemic's hard period. That that optic growth has continued. So, of course, not in that maximum level like in uh, March or in April, but still, when you check the year-over-year growth rate uh, versus the year ago, still the growth rate is better uh, than the you know pre-pandemic period. So we we have let's say uh, eva evaluated uh, this situation is that like people adopted to mobile gaming so like people adopted throughout the funnel of the gaming so if you're not playing games you have adopted hyper casual games which is the let's say least uh deep genre or like the least complex genre if you're a hyper casual player you have adopted the other games like in casual or in midcore, core like that you need to spend more time and more effort etc so pandemic i guess like has a uh, permanent impact uh, on humans is that they become they become gamers in in some sense in some capacity.
0: I get it. I get it. And my last question is: How do you help those startups in their journeys? And do you have any message to founders who are struggling to scale in gaming, or maybe they are just in start of their road? Yeah.
1: Actually, like we are trying to help gaming founders in a uh, very let's say varying capacities, very varying concept-like areas. So, like, we are helping them in general business development activities, like the topics that we have talked with you, all the investment stuff, or, like, how should they equip their team, what product area they should enter, like, general, let's say, uh, management stuff. that is an area that we help them. uh, And while growing their business, that's our heart of our knowledge, like, all their user acquisition activities, monetization activities, all, you know, how should they interpret the data that have their measurement infrastructure, et cetera, their data storage infrastructure, all of these, let's say, vital areas uh, that is very fundamental for a gaming company. That is Google and, uh, and my team and I are helping them in many fronts and my general recommendation uh, for a gaming founder like independent from Google is a let's say uh, in general like it's two things the first one is a test and learn and continuous iteration industry and continuous iteration products and you are lucky you are testing it pretty fast and it, like you don't have that luxury in most of the startups and most of the products so use that luxury actually you have to use that luxury so always test your product always allocate some budgets no matter what is your maturity stage, always allocate some budget to testing, continuous testing, continuous iteration and feed yourself from that data. Like we are seeing like day and day and after that, like gaming companies are challenging the status quo in terms of how they manage their business, how they manage their operations and etc. So I am sure that like there will be most of gaming companies who will unlock other innovation areas coming from their own data. So they should always watch out that data. But the second and uh, maybe more priority uh, recommendation I should have for a gaming farm under, you you know you should not invent a wheel <laughs> back again by your side. Like gaming is a let's say it's pretty unified product. So like it is really fragmented inside of it, but in each sub bucket or in sub genre, let's say uh, products are in similar buckets. So you are not uh, most of the time you are not inventing something hundred percent innovative. So you are just capitalizing something proven. You are just capitalizing on capitalizing you know upon something proven. So just use that knowledge base. So benchmark with the industry. Have good connections. So have good connections, utilize that connections, read all those reports, read all the data sources that you have access to, and just utilize all that benchmark set to better assess each metric you have about your company. Okay, is this normal for my genre, for my category, or I am in a position, something off. So you can always just, you know, uh, sense check that with the benchmarking.
0: I get it, that's great. Gurkham, these are all my questions. Thank you for coming to Founders FAQ. Thank you. thank you very much, Hikert, for hosting me. It was really great. By the way, you can order Founders FAQ from the website. It covers the answers to all the possible questions of a founder in a startup journey, whether revealing life-saving principles for the startup survival path, building A-plus teams, creating an evolving machine, setting up a need culture, or interpreting the true path for the fundraising. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook.